Time to grind through to the weekend. It is the end of the week. This is, is. the Grind to Gear podcast. I am Garrett Weinzerl, and he is Kyle Ferguson. Hey, dude. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How's yes. it going? How's it going, dude? Uh, yo, you're, I'm sent. I'm gone. You're good. It's the weekend, man. It's the weekend. Nice. <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, I have to get up at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow because I'm going to go do a video shoot, and it's three oh, hours no. away. It's three hours away, and it uh, starts at 9. So I got to be on the road by 6. I'll and, live my best life for you. Um, please do, please, please do. I'll be uh, in a car uh, with a with a thermos full of full of. Co- Actually, no, I'm gonna be. That's mm. too early. I don't even make my own coffee. It'll probably be McDonald's coffee. That's probably what is, that'll is be. That good. Is McDonald's. I don't mind good? a McDonald's coffee. I like a okay. McDonald's coffee. I think it's a little underrated, honestly, in my opinion. I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I think I'd rather have a standard hot McDonald's coffee than a standard hot Starbucks coffee. We just got a standalone grinder for my cup here oh okay dude all right all right all right this is now coffee podcast until we're done with this conversation because i'm researching grinders i'm not happy with mine anymore um a shout out to there's a youtuber what's his name what's his name have you watched this youtube you probably don't need to because you freaking were a barista for like four years uh (laughs) are you familiar with uh extremely famous youtuber james hoffman i know 1.75 million subscribers on youtube who doesn't have a million? Lovely so. British dude, wonderful haircut, best selection of glasses I've seen. Oh wow! Uh, extremely really soothing voice. Um, uh, started watching him recently. Uh, so a few years ago, we got into the slow pour. We, we, mm. we got into the slow pour, Kyle, uh, and we 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 started just doing it with pre ground, which does make a difference. We A B tested it once. We made a pot and then we slow poured one cup, and we're like, this, this tastes better. The slow pour tastes better. Um. And then, uh, then we started, you know, we had like this grinder that was laying around. It was a wedding gift, uh, that we never used. Cause we also, we, we also on our registry it was an espresso machine that we didn't get. So we got a grinder, but <laughs> not an espresso <laughs> machine. So we never used it. So the bitterness. Yeah. Then we started, you know, grinding our own and, and we like it. Um, but I went down a rabbit hole very recently, Kyle of researching grinders. And apparently the one we have is crap. Apparently the one oh, we have it, is crap. It's not a, is it a burr? It's a not burr? a burr. And yes, I recently learned that I want a burr. Yeah. So, so this guy's he's going off on like like distribution. Like his big thing in this video I'm watching with um one uh 2.1 million views is he has like a vibrating machine. Oh dude, he he's got a video like distribute. I, I've I've I'm maybe 30 videos deep. I'm not watching in any order. If there's a new coffee thing I'm vaguely interested in, I'll watch a video because he probably has one. Um mm-hmm. he's got a video on everything. Like absolutely everything. He's got a wonderful multi-part series that I watched on uh, like tracking down the history of the tiramisu. And he like goes to the city where the tiramisu originated oh, from uh, and like eats at this OG restaurant. And it's a multi-part video series. And it's it's really good. It gives me wanderlust like crazy, dude. I don't know how we would ever do a travel video about video games, but I want to find <laughs> a way because I just like want to travel with you. And, sure. And, do and work it into our channel somehow. Um like again, FanFest Japan seems like a good place to start, um, but we'll we'll see because that would be expensive. Uh, but yeah, so what 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 did you get? Because there's so many freaking opinions on burr grinders. What what, what did you end oh, up getting? Uh, the one I've been looking later. at is wildly expensive. I have to hit you a bill later. I wasn't prepared for this conversation. Oh no, but I want to know. Yeah. I don't have the information. I want to know. I don't know, Chris. If Chris is listening. <laughs> Send me a Discord message. <laughs> Flynn, Flynn, go to the go to the kitchen. Flynn, find the box. What does it say? It can Flynn read yet? No, no. Shit. Um, we can identify K's, C's, A. We're getting the, you know, we uh, Flynn, go we to the kitchen. The goal. Draw the letters that are on the on the grinder. 
I mean, you're you're spelling your own doom with children, right? Because like you spell things aloud so you don't excite them too much. You know, saying a word aloud, mm. like the P O O L. You know, you got to be careful with those kind of words. But but also, you know, anytime he's like looking through a guide or reading a monster man or something, I'm like, dude, if you learn to read, that's gonna that's gonna be cool. And he's like, oh man, yeah, I want that. Uh, oh, I I'm going. Like, I'm going to you know, I'm, I, the easing in, right? Not like the you have to read because kindergarten the embarrassment. Like more like a. Check out all this cool stuff. Look, look at everything you could enjoy. Yeah. If you, if you learned this. Yeah. It's like I did. Uh, it's why I started learning how to change the oil on a, a Scion FRS because I was like, look at all the oil I could not have on my garage floor because the idiots down at the tire place did it wrong. If I learned to do this myself. Okay. I got, I got it. I got it. Okay. Right, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going, I'm going I, to the discord. I, I disappeared. Oh, that's why I disappeared. Okay. All right. OXO Brew. Oh, the, oh uh, OXO? With. You got the OXO one? Is that, is, that, is that how you say it? Is that how you say it? Yeah, OXO. They make, uh, they cool. make, they make my favorite, uh, like, uh, flat, no hole in them, like, kind of bendy spatulas. Is it? Uh, okay. I was looking at this one because this one has come up a lot as the best bang for your buck on a lot of lists that I've read. Because it's, because, dude, burr grinders are not cheap. Uh, unless you want to. Why your spatula? Sorry, what? Why is there a hole in your spatula? Most spatulas have like holes in the flat part, like a grill spatula. Like, you know how they're slotted or they oh, have holes. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking. Of, yeah. 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 Oxo okay. makes one that's like, there's, it's just a flat piece of like plastic or composite, but it's kind of bendy and it's like so good for omelets and eggs and any, and like anything you're cooking really, really thin on a pan. You're thinking like a, a SpongeBob spatula, like not a spatula for like, you know, getting the last of the brownie out of the mixing bowl. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you not call spatulas, it a spatula? Right? I call it a, a spatula. It's they're a spatula. spatula. It's still a yeah. spatula. The thing that yeah. SpongeBob uses is called a spatula. Yeah, but spatula. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well, you got a distinct in the kitchen, you know, because if you want a spatula, you're going to get the bendy, smooth one for, yeah. for the scraping. It's, it's a freaking spatula. Chat's trying to tell me I'm wrong. I, th- th- listen, I can't tell you how uninterested I am in being corrected on this. It's a spatula. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Wait, a so SpongeBob was wrong. No, no, no. You're arguing with SpongeBob now. Like this is this is the house of cards here. You can't go. You can't go doing that. Now we're really going to change things up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, so you you enjoying? Are you enjoying your uh, your Oxo? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, bird dude. Bird? It, it's so fluffy. Like that. You're supposed to have like be able to like press the coffee and it kind of like it doesn't stick to your finger, but it does like an impression of your like thumbprint. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be fluffy. Like, when you take the two scoops, it's not, it wasn't fitting in the cup for two scoops because we were confused. It's just spilling everywhere. It's because it wasn't fluffy. It wasn't aerated. It wasn't bird correctly. And now, oh my God, the creme eyes. It's all so good. Oh, it's so good. And mm. I, Mm. Uh, I need it today. I've, yeah. I've been dadding out of my mind. I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So shortly after we started doing the, the slow pour a couple years ago, or we had friends who gifted us a bag of blue bottle coffee. Uh, specifically, if you're into this and you're curious what the hell I drink, uh, Giant Steps. Uh, still to this day, I've, we've tried a lot more coffee. Still my favorite coffee. Freaking love it. So that's what we grind when we grind our own. Only on weekends because blue bottle coffee is kind of expensive. Uh, that's our weekend treat. Um, but, uh, oh dude, my, my grinder just makes such a mess of it. Now that I know what it's supposed to look like, uh, I'm like, oh my God, this looks like a bomb went off. It looks like I made it with explosives. Like, <laughs> like if I put an M40 in with some coffee beans, that's what my grinds look like. So I, I, yeah, I have a condition where I go, uh, read an Alton Brown article and then assume it's fact for the rest of time and probably misinterpret it. 
You know, I've never gone wrong with an Alton Brown recipe. So, like, I've really enjoyed everything of his I've ever made. So, uh, I'm with you. I like the science vibe. I like the science vibe this guy's kind of going for the James Hoffman. Mm. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a deep well. It's a deep, deep well. Um, But yeah, the one we were looking at, because we have a, uh, this is so interesting to everyone. I'm sure we have weirdly (laughs) low cabinets and we want it to live on the counter. So we the one that's like short and would definitely clear is like three hundred freaking dollars. I, th- I think it's called the mm. the fellow. Like I think it's made by Ode. It's very aesthetically pleasing, but really it's just I know it would clear my cabinets. But I'm like I don't really want to spend three hundred dollars on a freaking coffee grinder. So mm. I don't know. Anyway, um, vices, right? Yeah, that we, we were talking about that. We were on in the pre-show yeah. in the pre. That's oh, why you show up pre-show. early, early to the oh, live yeah, show. That, yeah, that won't make any sense. And we were talking and in fact, about it would make this seem more scandalous, which it isn't. It it would. So let's just leave it there, yeah. so people think we're more Coffee. interesting. Yes. Yeah, we were talking yes. about vices on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you get the uh, after hours. What do show. what do Garrett and Kyle get up to when the stream isn't on? Ah, well, we play Here's the Storm, apparently. Well, apparently, there's more on that later, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, more on this right now. I want to give a shout-out to our wonderful patrons supporting us over at supportourbromance.com. If you like what Kyle and I make together and you want to support it, go to our Patreon. That's the supportourbromance.com. It just forwards to our Patreon page. It's uh, you, There are levels that are suggestions, but actually, you can make it whatever you want. Like we've got, we've got some wonderful meme folks that are giving, you know, $6 and 90 cents, you know, Mm -hmm. because you like that. It's a very nice number. I'm told it's very, it's very nice number. Yeah. 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 You know, maybe you're a a $4 and 20 cent person, you know, whatever works for you works for us. And, uh, and we really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. So check it out. Yeah, get yourself some perks, ad-free version of the show, access to all of our bonus content, like the Mandalorian spoiler cast that we just released, right. and uh, we've got we've got some new we got some new stuff coming. It's brewing in the back. Our next spoiler cast is going to be Spyx Family. We're going to do a massive Final Fantasy fourteen Q and A special because we've just got so many Final Fantasy fourteen questions. There's no other way to handle it. That's true. And uh, yeah, so get that and more at supportourbromance.com. Kyle. I'm gonna, it's going to say good news, but depending on who you are, your mileage may vary. Good, 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 good. All great news, everyone. Shove it. The Microsoft Activision merger has been officially blocked by the United Kingdom. In a legal sort of way where they can have at it again in like August or something. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that old, that old game. That old Hot potato. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I guess it technically. I guess you could call it hot potato. I was about yeah, to take issue like, with that. It's kind of like you know you pass it back and forth. Yeah, yeah. That's all I was going for. Okay. Wrapped in tin foil because you know we're all tin foil hatting around it. Yeah, this was weird. Uh, this, this this one is full of quotes, and in particular, the most interesting thing is they really kind of targeted cloud gaming as the super danger uh, monopoly on the horizon here. Cloud gaming. Yes. Okay. This is what's okay. Right off the bat, I'm going to say this is what's hard or makes it difficult for me to like talk about this. Right. Because every time like the UK or even like the US like bring up reasons they're against it. They're always like dumb (laughs) and shit that like government (laughs) officials clearly know nothing about and do not understand. Because because I'm sitting here being like. 
yo, cloud gaming like still kind of sucks. <laughs> like it's really not a thing still. Yeah. Uh, it, like, uh, it, it, but but at the same time, like, I don't really want to defend the merger. Like, I think in some ways it would be good, but in a lot of ways, I think it would be kind of terrible and and bad for competition. Um, but every time a government body pipes up about why they're against it, I'm like, well, your reason's kind of dumb and uninformed. Uh, but yeah, that's it's it's the whole this whole story for me, man. Well, this ongoing chronicle. I'm I'm just like, can you can you just be like, I just think it's too many too many studios under one one umbrella, like because I'm like, I can get behind that. I can get behind that as a reason. Yeah, I mean, we're all pretty sensitive to monopolies and business dealings, particularly you know in the video game sphere over the last couple of years. So we all read into this. We also have a lot of drama channels that dissect these legal channels that get involved. So we're a lot more informed than we used to be. And that makes some of the lack of knowledge of what's going on uh, more apparent. It's always been kind of weird when, you know, the local news does video game talk. But this in particular is an interesting take on it. So I'll read you the quote here. Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming service, and the evidence available to the CMA showed that Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make Activision games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service. So the idea isn't so much that, uh, oh, Microsoft's okay because they're going to make these 10-year contracts, they're going to allow everybody to have Call of Duty, all the consoles, everyone gets access to Call of Duty. That's not what they're concerned about. It's more if Microsoft, with the technology they're exploring and possibly available to them, could create a cloud service where no one has to buy the consoles anymore. In which case, you own a monopoly on the games because someone's sitting there going, wow, should I get an Xbox or a PlayStation? Wait, I need neither? I can play the whole game on my phone via cloud? Awesome! And then Microsoft has a monopoly, right? That, that's, that's the theory at, of what's at work here. Mm. And that's an interesting techno future that could be possible. Potential, yeah. Again, though, like my brain is in so many different directions. Like, not not the least of which is like the fact that like data caps are more common than ever in the states, where it used to just be a thing I made fun of my Canadian friends for. Yeah, no, I hit my data cap this month. Uh, I ended Christ, up uh, having I to upgrade. I cannot believe there's play like because I don't I don't have one here. Um, but there's there's evidence to suggest you get shadow throttled by your your ISP sure. uh, in a lot of places in Florida that don't have data caps. Um, but it's the weirdest part for me for, you know, looking into it was no matter what plan you got for what speed, you had the same terabyte point two data cap. So you could go up in speed. I could get more speed yeah, at the maximum speed. You know, so you can hit yeah. your data cap faster, faster. Yes, exactly. Oh, cool. so, but you know, if I was, a, I guess they're suggesting like if I was a casual internet user and I think everything's moving too slow, I could make it go faster, but I can't imagine if you're a casual internet user, why you would want to go faster? It was it was a weird. There's a fallacy there. So I, I, I you know, I'm it's not the illusion of options, Kyle. Yes, it's the illusion yes. of choice. Yes. Uh, this goes on to say the deal would reinforce Microsoft's advantage in the market by giving it control over important gaming content such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft. The evidence available to the CMA indicates that, absent the merger, Activision would start providing games via cloud platforms in the foreseeable future. So their big twist is cloud gaming here. And it's very, I think it is a fascinating take on it. Uh, Bobby Kotick has said, this is far from the final word and has vowed that they will continue to appeal to the UK Competition Appeals Tribunal and make it evident 
that we are in fact on their side and the deal is good for competition with lots of that thumb kind of shake that they do in the political talks and whatnot. Can I, can I tell you my, uh, like my dream scenario for this, uh, mm-hmm. that probably won't happen. What's that? Cause like, I kind of wanted to go through, um, cause like selfish consumer, like I like game pass. I like my Xbox. I like Microsoft sure. and you know, just getting access to like more games I already play as part of game pass. Hopefully I wouldn't really be against that. But I hope it fails so many times uh, that the board finally ousts Bobby Kotick so he doesn't get a payout uh, Ooh, because of yeah. <laughs> like I just oh, want nice. I want the faith in in Kodak to just like hit such a low that it finally moves any sort of action anything even remotely exhibiting justice on this man. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think it's gonna happen. Like whether I'm for it or not. Like I have selfish reasons to be for it. Uh, I also like. Uh, a lot of my friends that work there seem to be like, oh man, uh, it'd be a lot better under Microsoft in terms of, you know, corporate overlords. Um, but I also don't really want to root for large companies. Um, it's, That's it's, the back and forth of it, right? I mean, we are beings that take fuel to run. It makes sense that if you were presented an easy option in one store where everything could be bought, your brain would go, well, I mean, it all grows on one tree. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great for me and my family, my future generations in the valley of you know, like it, it just it makes perfect sense. I remember Epic Store coming out. We're all like, what the hell? Why would why would you even compete? Of course it's good. And the two push each other and you know blossom into something. Yeah, and that's another another like av- like avenue my brain goes down of like, like, okay, so let's 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 for a moment entertain the concern about cloud gaming, which I don't really share, but I mean, it, it does, it will become more relevant as technology improves yes. and we actually figure our shit out, whether our internet here in this country and in the world is a, is a, a you know, something that should be privatized or should be a freaking public, you know, service, which I tend to lead that way. Um, mm. Cause life without the internet seems uh, uh, like, shouldn't be a thing Dangerous. in my opinion. <laughs> um, but, uh, but let's, right. let's just entertain it. Let's just entertain it because it probably like yeah. I'm I'm an old we're old Kyle we're old in internet terms you and I are not the target demographic for gaming on our phones we have wildly expensive computers and recent consoles um so we couldn't be less the you know the market for this but uh, let's entertain it for a second because then my brain goes to like didn't we have the same concern about Steam then we have the same con- oh Steam's going to be a monopoly like now that you can buy games digitally. Why would you buy it anywhere but Steam? And and here we are, and it's not a monopoly, and you're now competing with storefronts by every major console developer, as well as mobile storefronts like Apple and Android, and even other PC-based storefronts like you mentioned, the Epic Store. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like it's a decently competitive space, and then still you have a lot of people who just aren't on computers, you know, very much still brick and mortar. I, for me, the I mean, it's just hard to sell cloud gaming to me because I've seen it. You know, I've seen a stream. It's not the same. Like, no matter how powerful my computer is, YouTube has a certain bit rate that it can handle. And that stream will never be the perfect recreation of what's on my screen today. Maybe someday that's a thing, but I'm even watching, like, we're going to talk about the Armor Core trailer, and there's times where that thing, like, clips. You know, like, the the, the, the shaders and the little blocks, they, they, they move too fast. The camera moves too fast. You go, oh, yeah, you record some gameplay, huh? Like, it's never going to look the same <laughs> unless you're doing an well rendered output. So, yes, but, uh, and I didn't think we were going to head this place, but I think it's an interesting conversation. I think there does come a point where uh, the, the, the general public 
will accept a certain amount of loss in quality for convenience. True. Because that's what's happening with streaming movies. Like I've, I've, I think I've went off on this podcast about my new obsession with physical 4k releases because they do look better than a 4k oh, stream, like yeah, noticeably better. Um, like I, I now have an, like a nice television, uh, two years, two years ago now has it been that like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and however long I've had this thing, I finally upgraded to a, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, OLED, an OLED dis- display for my TV in the house. And it's absolutely gorgeous. But I do know that like, even though it can do like pure black, like if I'm watching something with a lot of motion, especially like fire scenes where you're getting a lot of brightness immediately followed by like pure black, you get weird artifacts because it's just like the stream that just doesn't have enough there. There's not enough information yeah. there. It can't move it fast enough. It doesn't matter how good your TV is. But then, you know, I go pop in an actual physical piece of media and it looks incredible. Like in a lot of cases, I think uh, 1080p Blu-rays look better on my 4k television than 4k streams. So, but no one cares. I can go tell my parents, no, 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 you don't get it. You need to watch your movies on 4k discs. It's, it's the, it's a more true experience and it's, you're not getting, you're not losing something to the compression of a digital thing. They're just going to be like, yeah, but I can just hit play on Netflix and and, and it's there. Like they, they, don't, they, yeah. don't, they don't care. Like the, the vast majority of people don't, don't care enough. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing. This is me being like snooty. Like I get it. Like it, I watch most of my movies on streaming because it's just convenient. And I don't care enough. But there's some things like movies I think are like masterpieces like Jaws that, uh, you know, I'll spend the extra money on a physical release because I want to see it as like clear and crisp as possible because I'm a weirdo. And I think we're going to become that, Kyle. I think we're going to eventually be those weirdos that are like, no, no, I need, I need my, I need the, the best refresh rate and the, 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 the local copy on an actual video card that's doing the rendering for me in my room, making me a little sweatier. And everyone else is going to be like, I just play it on my phone and, and, and I don't need to worry about any of this. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm also, you know, I'm I'm kind of the setup type with the popcorn and the and the build the room with the desk lights and all that. Like I want. I, I, I'm not a go outside and watch the sports kind of guy. You know, it's, it's not about being anywhere. It's about being here in my base, yeah. my little inverted dome that I've created. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess in that way, it's like what you say, you know, uh, you've said about like cars, like in order to get the fancy sports cars, we need the family sedans. Yep. And actually now you services. need a truck or an SUV. Uh, cars are actually dying because no one's buying them. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's unrelated to this conversation, but yes, yeah. an SUV would be a more apt comparison. Oh, because uh, most car enthusiasts think SUVs are numb, dead inside experiences, uh, but they're like the best selling things in most car manufacturers' fleets. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. Yep, I think the F Ford F one fifty truck. I think is the fastest selling vehicle right now. I think it's like something, something like every like. 15 seconds or something was the last stat I saw. It's insane. Cars, cars are wild. Cars are wild. SUVs aren't as dangerous as they used to be. I mean, they, 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 they're way better than they used to be back in the day. It's not, oh. it's not like old Jeeps. I see <laughs> I chat exploding. Oh, okay. You're already good. I'm like, okay, to, okay. to me, like the SUV is unsafe to me. It's a pretty, I think that's a pretty antiquated uh, uh, belief that goes back to like 1990s for explorers. Cause they were just like top heavy as hell. They've gotten a lot better. Like I'll, I'll give SUVs that, but I still, the FTC will decide in August, whether or not this will go live in America. 
Uh, this was, of course, a UK decision. So, you know, the global market is still debating. How does that even still kind of like if you blocked but approved in another like doesn't it still doesn't yeah, work, that, right? That's like all the time like, with movies, you know, rentals, they or not rentals. But they, that's but, not how it works with companies. It's not like we're together except in other countries where we pretend to not be together. You're either together or you're not. Yeah, I think that's why kind of the higher ups here were doing like the oh UK's bad for business kind of ploy. They were mm-hmm. that's the sort of drum they were banging is oh you oh guess you don't want a video game industry. Oh, well, I see how it is. Well, that's the kind of market you're going for, kind of talk. So that that's the game they're going to play to try to get this back on track yeah. for the UK. But it is interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of people are you know like you said cheering for it. Yeah, it's it's I. It, it, it no one it's not easy to feel good about this it's just and now i'm just like exhausted by the news cycle of it it's like can we just like come to a decision can we just can we just do it can we just can we just freaking come to a decision please so anyway i don't know maybe like uh, drag it out and then the you know it'll it'll just the abk will just be worth less and less and then microsoft buys it at a at a at a discount fires Kotick and then sells it from the immediate increase in its worth from Kotick no longer being there. You just flip it like a house. That's what you did. That's my other, that's my other dream that's scenario. Deep. Cause I totally that's know deep. how business works and that would definitely happen. That's it. That's it right there. Uh, in other news, uh, EA made another star Wars game. They might've, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, respawn made it. EA published it. Uh, yeah. Uh, today, Happy Jedi Survivor Day, everybody. The reviews are out. It's reviewing very well. If you're the type of person that cares about reviews. Well, reviewing well on certain things. They're, right now, it is mostly negative on Steam due to performance issues. Uh, supposedly of the first world that you go to. Ah. Uh, if, you, if you can power through that at 40 frames a second and all this kind of, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, you outed me for the type of person I am when it comes to reviews. For the most part, I don't, I don't pay it. Like for something like this, I don't pay attention to the performance reviews. I'm like, did they, is, is did they improve the game? Is the story decent? Cause I like the story in the first one. Like, and that's what it's sounding. It's sounding like it's still a good game in that regard. Here's the top quip from steam reviews. Star Wars CPU survivor. <laughs> Okay. Even NASA can't run this on 60 frames per second. Why why is this happening? Why are we returning to the to what what would it have been? The the aughts, like the late aughts, the why are we returning to the years of shitty PC ports? I it's been a year of that, hasn't it's it? Keeps it keeps happening. Yeah. It's very strange. Cyberpunk works better. <laughs> okay, I'm putting these away. <laughs> oh, that's I, I don't. I mean, it, no, it, it, that's, that's it, probably disingenuous. That might be disingenuous. Frame thing. rate issues aren't this. If, if it sounds like it's like frame rate issues, doesn't like like Cyberpunk just like didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, okay, all right. So uh, the reviews of the uh, the reviewers are, uh, you know, much more, uh, much more uh, positive fives out of fives, eight out of tens, nine out of tens. So it's all looking pretty good. So, there, the uh, gamer. So launch console, good launch PC, bad. Seems to be the word at the moment. Mm, okay. Okay. I really liked the first one. I know. Yeah. You did. Yeah, the you first one was first very, one. very good. Even though I think Cal Kestis is like the most like phoned in hero dude. It seems like they've given him some more personality, you know. Yeah, yeah, he looks, you know, just 
I mean, he looked like a CW character in the first one, which I know it's a real actor. Yeah, he just is kind of a pretty man. He just he kind of has that face, like a little too like a uh, generic CW leading leading man look. Um, but uh, it was a good game. It was a good story. I really enjoyed it. Uh, um, I, I plan to play this, but uh, I'm busy with Final Fantasy right now, so I'll probably wait on this one. Ah, also, normally this would have been something I bought on console, but now that I have a like god tier PC, I'll probably just wait until they suss out the uh, the issues on performance here. Honestly, I mean, it seems like from these general reviews from IGN to Destructoid or anything like that, like a lot of times reviewers are, of course, who you get for it if they're familiar with the Souls type games or action RPGs in that way. And uh, maybe maybe the gamers review here wasn't exactly that because they talk about how frustrating it is to be sent back so often after dying. But they also go on to say like that uh, the zones can be a little repetitive. I did see that they had a full blown like arachnophobia button you could hit. That's pretty cool. So there's a spoiler alert. There's something very spider like in this game. Well, the previous game had spiders, right? So you can basically turn off the spiders fully. I don't know what they turn into. Should you turn them off? But you can full blown turn off spiders in this game. Dogs? I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how you take like a spider model and fit it to maybe just be a blob or something. To be, to be something yeah. that isn't that isn't spidery. That's, I mean, that's cute. That's cute. I am afraid of spiders, but f- spiders don't really freak me out in games. Like that, that's interesting. Like I, I, I don't mean to say someone's fear is my is interesting to me, but I like I kind of want to like as someone who is afraid of spiders, I'd love to talk to someone who finds spiders too scary in video games because that's never really been a thing for me. Right, it's it's hard to fathom, but you can often find that relation point, right? Like uh, when I start up Loop Hero, it has a button right there in the in the options that says dyslexic friendly font, and I go, oh, you guys. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. And I click it and it looks better and I can read it better. And I, I I love that. So I bet there are people who are just deathly afraid of spiders where that's a no go. And uh, you, know, you could say, well, maybe the, 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 it's, it's just about money or nothing about wider audience. I can sell to like, that's still, that's still badass. I'm just curious what they turn into. Yeah. yeah. And it's a piece of media that you can do that with, right? Like yes. it's, it's a lot harder to do that with a movie. You got to like make a whole extra version of it. Yeah, I don't think uh, in modern history I can't think of any like cuts. Has there any bit ever been like a PG cut? There's like, a whole PG-13? weird cottage industry of like nudity-free movies for like uh, the pearl cutting cr- crowd. Uh, a lot of U.S. studios release uh, sanitized movies for other regions that are maybe a little racist or homophobic. Weird. Yeah, it is a common practice. Ah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> well that game's just come out so we don't know much about it I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your take on it when you get to it i'm very much looking forward to it very much i've got my forward to it i love the chat right now it says we need more nudity <laughs> damn it more nudity the human body is beautiful i refuse to accept otherwise i will not get i will not get drawn into the uh, uh, the more sex, less violence discussion with you about movies and television and games. Oh, well, uh, we're also Americans, so, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a pretty, like, you know, to, not to paint with too broad of a brush, but it is a pretty common weird thing in American culture. Yeah. Violence, yep. cool. Oh, my God, a nipple. Get this out ah, of here. Impossible. Don't impossible. show my child that nipple. 
But well, little I, Timmy, I, here's Arnold Schwarzenegger with an M16 killing a room full of dudes. And when I say little Timmy, I mean little Garrett because that was my childhood. Yeah, yeah, we were all in the 80s. It was a weird time into the 90s. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. You uh-huh. think about some of those cartoons you watched growing up and some of the messages they sent. You know, it was pretty, it was pretty weird. Yeah. It was pretty weird. Yeah. But uh, I, I do have my promised D&D update for y'all. Oh. Because I, I, I took a lot of digging, actually, to kind of figure out what's going on there. Um, because I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not on the, the, the pulse of Dungeons and Dragons and D&D 1 and OGL kind of news. Because, as I said, I've just kind of went, well, not buying anything from Wizards for a little bit. And I haven't gone back. In that regard, because it's easy not to buy anything when you have your imagination. <laughs> so I'm sticking it to them with the very power they gave me, my brain. So what's happening with D&D is they had a number of weird missteps, not too different from pick your favorite entertainment company right now. They made promises and didn't deliver on them and continue to be out of touch with their audience. So they did a few weeks ago, they did something called D&D Direct, where they had a bunch, a bunch of content on display. Uh, it was like Minecraft D&D tie in Magic the Gathering D&D tie in toys. It's owned by Hasbro. So the toys made sense. It also had like a cartoon from Joe Cat in it, which was apparently awesome, like a like a full blown little music video they put together. OK, was that they're playing? And they had the, the people for Dimension 20 people were there, a bunch of streamer kind of influencer types got on their computers at the D&D home base and played a version of the virtual tabletop. And now what happened is they're, they're saying it's going to come out for consoles and it's going to play great. You could play it like any game. It's a video game. And one of their big previous words, uh, you know, word uses that they were using for their audience was saying, this is not a video game. This is a virtual tabletop. They did the here's the storm thing. They were, they're trying to like say, no, we are different. We are officially a tabletop, a tool to be used, not a video game. And now they're changing that language to be like, yeah, it could be played like a video game, you know, whatever. It's going to be available for Xbox. And that kind of tilted some people because they already lost that trust. They didn't really show off the virtual tabletop in this display. It was more a display of the influencers having fun playing the, the, the tabletop, which felt like advertising too much. Can, can, can Wizards just, like, make shit make their stuff do they just forget what the definition of fun is like why why to are an they, extent why are they so complicated this year uh, so so what happened further was they hosted a summit where they invited people out and they did the summit the same time they did a virtual summit for you know both parties if you were invited or you could join the virtual summit okay Blizzard's done stuff like this before. Yeah, but day number one was, hey, welcome. Here's our big sales pitch on the virtual tabletop. And people are like, no, we're here to talk about the future of D&D, like the game. We don't really care about your virtual tabletop. Oh, no, yeah, that'd be like showing up to like, we we went to a a, a summit done by Blizzard for Heroes of the Storm once. And that that would be like showing up to that. And then they end up doing like a like a freaking investor pitch. Yeah, yeah, like, it was which kinda, they it didn't do. Yeah, <laughs> and anytime people ask questions, they got these really canned responses, and they're like, "Don't worry, it's going to be big Q and A day two. Everybody shows up for summit day two. That's when the virtual people showed up, and they got the exact same speech that they had received day one, the sales pitch for the virtual tabletop. So there was this great feeling that everybody invited was having their time wasted, 
And so this broke down into a exchange where people said, you're not answering the questions I pre-submitted. So I'm going to start asking my own questions now. Why are you wasting my time? Mm. To which wizards went, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, 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 we have some information for you, right? Like, does, they, does anyone know what's actually happening with D&D 1? And the message has fallen apart from there. So D&D 1 is going to become a overarching hat translation for all D&D that has ever existed. So all your books can be translated into D&D 1. So it's like fifth edition with extra steps so that you can digest other editions. And they basically want to make, you know, make it last forever. And that's that's the message we're getting outside of the virtual tabletop. Okay. Yeah, so it's messy. It's messy. Well, they also sent actual Pinkertons to a YouTuber's house to intimidate yes. him into handing over shit they accidentally sent him. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get the story on that. Obviously, you know, they had pre-open box and they posted it to YouTube, and I guess they shouldn't have, but... You know, if they were confused because they, they got the box. Yeah, I, first of all, I didn't know Pinkertons were still a thing. Yes, they are. But um, they are, yeah. Uh, under a, a security and risk management firm called Securitas AB, but they're, they're still like a Pinkerton group within there. Well, the, these are like came highlighted. I know Pinkertons are a historical thing, but to like you and me, they're like bad guys in Westerns. Like, yes. Well, and that, that's where we learned about it was Red Dead Redemption 2. Because yeah, they're also, also if you're a Deadwood sued. fan, they should have been Deadwood. Yeah, and they sue the, whenever there's a bad depiction of Pinkertons in TV shows and video games. That's how we know which firm this is, is because they keep countersuing for, like, bad representation when there's Pinkertons in these old shows. So it's, it is what, it's, yeah, it's weird, right? And now well, Hasbro, the family toy company, is, is just making all kinds of ball drops along the way. It's very strange. It's very strange. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I like. Boy, howdy. <sighs> like I just want to play Magic, man. Like, yeah, I mean, it looked like it was going to be a fun set too. Um, I just play Arena, so it's all just points and dusts and things for me. <laughs> <laughs> Some juggernaut then- company is just really digging themselves deep, deep holes. Yeah, Over but the then in a decade, in in a surprise move, uh, Valve released a huge update for Dota Two and just like put it out there, which is like, hey, by the way, we've. Uh, the segue makes it sound like it was a bad thing, but it's actually kind of a delightful no, that's what I'm surprise. Like, they, yeah, it's kind of like the Sonic thing that happened. They just kind of showed up and was like, hey, everybody, here's this thing you've never heard of, and dropped it on the whole community. And so Dota Two had this huge update. So if you were you know around social media, what would it have been like Tuesday or so, you probably would have seen a bunch of covert tweets and all being like, Dota Three, what? That's what this is. Dota mm. 2 had a huge update, okay. which was a complete surprise for many. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Games are still too long. Oh, y- yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like Dota. I like Dota quite a bit, um, but I, I don't want to spend 40 minutes uh, that could go to a, a loss. <laughs> it's an it's, investment. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful website, for one, uh, that they put together for it. They have incorporated many ideas you might know from other MOBAs. You know, a while ago, they took healing wells and stuff from Here's a Storm, kind of influenced by that. But now they've added sight towers, the gates that only go one direction, and uh, added some more buffs and stuff, spread out the creeps. And it's it's a mixed bag. But the really exciting thing for the player base is they had a meta shift overnight, a huge one. And nobody knows what's going on. So those who thrive in chaotic environments 
are having the time of their lives. Mm, nice. Nice. That's good to see. It's getting some love. I think. I think it's like a, like a legitimately great game. Like 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 it's 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 uh, uh, as kids used to say. And now I think it's just old people. It is goaded. It's a yeah. It, like it is my favorite version of that League of Legends long form Dota, for sure. Uh, I've I've been outside of it for quite a while now. I'm not looking to invest in hour long games, even if there's shorter modes. Of course, like there's there's you know, Turbo is still a thing in Dota two. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, uh, but. Oh man, it'd be it'd be a big investment. So I, I view on from the side and say, "Oh, how interesting! Look at look at my old fling <laughs> getting out there, yeah, living their life, yeah. Good on you. It's 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 a it was amicable, right? Like you're you still wish them happiness, and you're like, oh, good yeah. good for you. I'm I'm legitimately yeah, no, happy I'm, for you. Yeah. Well, I also played Dota during a time when there was no meta, so I think the idea of going into that would just feel insane. Yeah. Well, uh. Speaking of things that are insane, let's go to this week's trailer park. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. We each brought a trailer today. Kyle, you brought Armored Core. Armored Core had a new trailer. Yeah. Which I find this. This is it, it just such an experiment for my brain. Because you didn't. These. You haven't played Armored Core. I've never played an Armored Core, okay. no. Neither have I, but you're a big FromSoft fan. I am, which is why this is such an experience for me. And I'm gauging, my, I'm gatekeeping myself constantly on this. <laughs> because I'm totally in the back of my brain. I can feel it. I can feel it swell. I'm like, oh man, I just wish it was another Dark Souls. What are we doing? <laughs> you still, like, you're not even done with Elder Ring. You haven't even played no, Elder Ring well, yourself. I, I did true, true. But you know, I'm like, oh man, this looks pretty. What if it was exactly for me and had some kaiju's in it? Like that's not what we're creating here. It's very easy for me to watch this and be like, wow, voice acting's kind of bad. I don't really like. Go play a FromSoft game, right? Like it's just a bunch of people laughing darkly in rooms. Like very rarely does it make any sense at all. Yeah, he says tarnished cool. That's true. That, you know, the, the, I just convinced myself some of the boss voice acting in uh, Elden Ring was really good. But for the most part, it's always been kind of weird. And this is some uh, uh, Gundam Gundam talk. You know, handler, we're landing now. Copy that. And it, it just, yeah, it does the thing. It does what I consider like a Sega thing. It sounds like a Sega game. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a jet game, like you, you just like you're over at your friends. They got their Dreamcast. You're like, oh man, what's that really high graphics thing? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you want to try it. <laughs> I think you and I are aesthetically not into this for completely different reasons. Oh, what's yours? What, what's your? I don't like fast moving max. Just period. Oh, you, do you like? I like what's your heavy spider mechs. Well, spiders. And, uh, oh, you like a spider tank? I hate that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely hate. I love Ghost in the Shell. I hate the spider tanks. I think they look what dumb. about a what about a feline kind of mech? Dumb, real okay, dumb. So Why you, would you build that? Okay, so you like you like uh, bipeds? Right? I do like bipeds. I do yeah. like bipeds. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the tank tread. There is a there's a shot in this trailer where a tank tread mech like drifts, and I, that's to me the coolest part in the whole trailer. Yeah, right there. So oh, yeah. so but and then have, but it's tank treads within like a torso on top of it. So that's cool. That's, it's, that's, it's it's fine. It's not my favorite. Like, okay. Like, I mean, what's your, what, okay. All right. I guess we're doing this. What's your favorite mech, Kyle? My favorite mech in the world? Yeah. I can identify my favorite mech moment ever. And it's not in a, in a box I particularly enjoy. There was a moment in the first Transformers where Starscream was up on a building 
and they did the jump flip into the jet and the jet fell ever so slightly for a hot moment and then did and oh did i know the catch. exact shot you're talking about because it is a great shot it's so bad those movies are terrible but yes god damn does michael bay know how to direct action just that, just that little not just that little like just fall for it, hot a yeah. hot moment it, it's physics it's off. physics yes yeah. and that's yeah. i want weight and and to yeah. me i'm looking at this i'm like this uh, looks like none of this stuff has weight and i can usually get past it like i like I like Gundam Wing, and for the most part, those mechs don't have a lot of weight to them. Um, but I prefer OHMS team because it's a little more grounded. Um, but yeah, I, but I was here like, 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 is, are you like, is your favorite mech Death Scythe? Is your favorite mech something from Pacific Rim? Like, what's your favorite mech? Just, just give me an idea of where your head's at, Kyle. I'm trying to understand I, your mech aesthetic. Unit one, unit one is mine. I love corruption flesh bits uh biotechnology like that's, okay. that's my favorite All right. mech. Okay. i want there to be Shit. like sinew and stuff in there that like we grew a beast and we put it in the armor is actually a cage for it and it's gonna go it's gonna rampage it's gonna be awesome i i I love when the bot flips out mm. on the creator. I'm more of a Unit 2 fan. That's because I like Asuka better. And also, like, it looks like the Ferrari of mechs because of the paint job. Um, the eyes are cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the eyes on Unit 2 are cool. But, yeah, no. I, like, I, like, I don't know. My favorite thing that has mechs in it is probably specific RAM. Like, it's, like, my favorite, like, presentation sure. of mechs because there's just such a weight to it. And the and the main one is so classically shaped. That's what makes the other one so awesome. Is their deviations of that with three arms and the big kind of box head. I love the Russian one. I freaking yeah. love the Russian one where the head like oh. almost looks like a nuclear oh. reactor. Oh. Like and the, the like the like fist that like clunks down uh-huh. in order to do the uh-huh. punch that also extends out yep. on hydraulics. You got it. Yeah, you got me. You got me. Yeah, but other than that, we just, like weight. We yeah. like weight. But I also like death sites. So I, I can be convinced. But to, to me, this looks a little little floaty. I. So when I was viewing this, like I was really, you know, taxing my eyes here because I'm trying to catch the moment that a fan would be excited about. And I see a lot of missiles. So maybe that's it. I see a lot of <laughs> guns and maybe, you know, there's like the there's the thing the the kind of like mini missile thing that I enjoy. There's even a part where you shoot the missile and then the little case breaks off and there's three missiles in there and the little insert goes. Oh, dude, this trailer off. has one probably like the most per- perverse mini missile porn scene I've ever seen. That's not true. That was in that new Dune movie, and that was a good shot. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then then they're drilling in the shields, and you're like, why does this work? But that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, right there, right there. So it splits. Like, so, like, clearly there's going to be sort of highlight the targets. There's going to be maintain. There's definitely, like, a there's a laser sword. But I didn't see that sort of hitbox information that is often shown in a FromSoft that I saw. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see this and go, oh, man, this is a expertly crafted game. I mean, as, as, as people who haven't played it before, we've already been told it's not one of those. Yeah. Like, it's not that type of game. You probably shouldn't be looking for that type of stuff. No, but that's, you know, that's the language I bring to a FromSoft game. And I'm immensely aware of it. And there's going to be, of course, there's going to be a lot of gatekeeping in the end of the day. Because a lot of people tried Elden Ring as one of their first big FromSoft games. And maybe even saw it to completion because it was the first one that had so many deviations in how you can farm and build your character and easy modes, if you want to call them them, you know, like it was accessible, the first real accessible FromSoft game. So this is going to have a huge follower base and it's likely going to have a lot of bad reviews because it's going to be a lot of streamers who have gotten into this Dark Souls environment trying on being like, what the hell is this? What? 
That's oh, I don't know. If there's one thing you'll get shut down pretty quick for uh, is an opinion on a stream uh, for something you don't understand. <laughs> that, that You know, that's fair. But there's going to be a lot of sensitivity to that is what I'm more saying. And I'm pre-sensitive to that because I have no idea what I'm looking at. Uh, but I hope I can do a shield build. It does look like the dash is good. Like you, you boost in. I really like... Um, oh my God, it's been too long. There's a fighting game on Dreamcast. That was an arcade game with dual sticks and I loved it. I have no idea. Virtual on? I, I, virtual I didn't have on. a Dreamcast. Yeah, it was cool. So this wouldn't be my first robot boosting fighting game and fast moving fighting game, but... I didn't see anything that the uh, translated to me in this mm. trailer. The the one I can think of, and I've brought it up before, is Zone of the Enders. I loved that game on the PS2. Um, but to, I'm assuming a FromSoft game. I'm assuming this is going to be extremely systems deep. Uh, fiddly is the word I would choose to describe my expectations from this game. Uh, and and long, whereas Zone of the Enders was a very simple pick up and play, uh, like narrative level to level, finish it in a weekend easy type of game. And if it's like um, uh, customizable, like visually, like, you know, I put the gun turn on my shoulder and my hands, a mini gun, but not that kind of mini gun. Like I could, I could get into that. Okay. I can see that. One of these robots opens up and it's just like a human head sitting on a bunch of servos and stuff. Like I'm, that's monster enough for me. I just need, just need a little bit of the cables going into a person, which uh, (laughs) if you haven't seen Transformers Prime, that is a phenomenal cartoon. Season one is like really like, ah, oh, children and Optimus Prime doing his voice and thing. And he's like, we need to protect the children of Earth. And then season two, they're just like, you know what? We have this great dark plot. We're just going to completely forget about the children. Just we're done with it. We're, yeah, we're doing a full Cybertron plot like uh, what was, uh, Tom Clancy's there. I'm, I'm being like, told that's kind of what happened with the, uh, the Clancy, no, final season of Picard. It had a completely different showrunner and they just decided to ignore the first two seasons and just make a satisfying ending to the next generation. Not not Tom Clancy. What's uh, what's uh, Mr. Krabs' name? Oh, the actor? Yeah, the I actor. Don't, I, dude, actor. I don't know off the top of my head. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Oh, Clancy Brown. There, there we go. Great. There we and go. And you got... I don't, I don't remember if it's original Megatron at the moment, off the top of my head. RC is a big character. I'm not a deep well of, of voice actor names. No. I'm not a deep well off the top of my head, sadly. I, I watched that first Transformer episode with my son over the weekend. That thing makes no sense. That was, I, that was one of those products where they had the toys. They had to be ready, and they're like, can we make a plot out of this? And they're like, I guess. Uh, this is a new uh, Transformers thing? No, no, this is the, the old one, the classic, where, you know... Uh, Optimus Prime's whole trailer just comes flying in from off screen anytime he transforms. Or uh, Megatron and Starscream have this toxic relationship. Did you not grow up Megatron. with the original? Did you not watch the original cartoon growing up? I, I did, but I accepted it for at face value. Oh, well, yeah, you just don't think about it too hard. It was made to sell yeah. toys. Who cares? It was awesome. I, I just love analyzing the relationship that Starscream and Megatron are always hating each other, but anytime they get in a fight, Megatron turns into a gun, which Starscream uses. Like that, there, there's some. <laughs> codependency there that needs to be explored <laughs> it's a deep well we oh psychoanalyze. god wow dude i never really thought about that yeah. they, they, they kind of have a toxic relationship yeah absolutely absolutely They're like a, a bickering old married couple yeah and optimus prime is supportive you know yeah did you see uh this oh so it's like off topic uh but um on topic for your off topic, they 
I guess they announced they're doing a fully animated Transformers movie. And so a tweet went out from whatever studio is doing it being like, uh, see the first and fully animated Transformers movie. And it got one of the Twitter, like, uh, users thought you should know that this is factually incorrect as there was already an animated Transformers movie in the (laughs) (laughs) eighties. Okay. made me laugh so hard because this is usually the kind of thing you just see on like hoaxes or like political posts that are factually wrong sure i've never seen it on something like that before it was it made me laugh so freaking hard so it's it's like 3d though right it's like it looks like a michael bay film by the i, I haven't picture. looked oh I, I don't think this is rise of, is it rise of the beast is that what they're talking about yeah, i didn't rise of the beast i didn't right? actually look what the story was about i just thought the little factoid okay. was freaking hysterical because i opened it and it looked like a normal movie so i, I left but mm. not the best journalistic thing to do, but it wasn't in our notes today. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I did the same thing too. It wasn't in our notes today. We're just having a friendly conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to our first ever huh. double trailer trailer park segment because right. we got a teaser for the live action twisted metal TV show. That's going to be on Peacock. Okay. Did you play twisted metal growing up? Uh, what what is your premiere scale? <laughs> how how premiere is Peacock and uh, Twisted Metal being on Peacock? I would say I don't worry about Peacock disappearing suddenly. Like I don't think it's Tubi. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, it's own. What, what is Peacock? NBC? Who's who's the actual? It's the it's I called Peacock. So. They, it's they, the logo. Yeah, yeah. They got the, the, the all the colors there from the Peacock tail, and I guess they so you know, like Thirty Rock. You can watch it on. Hulu, but they also have their own version. But then it's also Hulu's a strange, a strange beast. Yeah. Hulu has a lot of like uh, licenses that are shared with other places that also have their own standalone streaming service. Yeah, who's Hulu is strange. Hulu is strange. But uh, but yeah, I, I first of all didn't even know this was being made. Um, mm-hmm. Like I didn't I didn't know it was being made. But I, but but my question stands, Kyle. Did you play Twisted Metal growing up? I did once. I was more of a. <laughs> Uh, Vigilante is that the name of it? Vigilante, I think I played more. You say Vigilante, huh? What, what should I say? I say like American. I say Vigilante. Vigilante. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, but it was an Annie. Xbox game. Oh yeah, I remember great Vigil- Vigilante Eight. Yeah, what, it was eight. Yeah, Why Vigilante was eight? eight. I don't know, but I played Vigilante Eight. Uh, but I played that on the play on the uh, not the PlayStation, the N sixty four. Huh? Holy crap! Yeah, I haven't thought about this game in a minute. Oh, okay, yeah, can, Vigilante was fun. You can buy it for five bucks off uh, yeah, Xbox. And, yeah, no, uh, uh, Twisted Metal was not a major part of my childhood. That was a uh, my one buddy who had a P- PlayStation. Uh, I might load it up when I was hanging out with him. That was about it. Um, yeah, it was. Um, well, it was the, the Flaming Clown cover. So it was one that my... I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to make any... That would be Sweet Tooth, this. sir. You call him by yes. his name. Yes, Sweet Tooth. But, you know, there was that friend that had all the violent games, right? They had all the Mortal Kombats. They had all the Twisted Metals. Like, it just kind of. Yep. Yep. First time I ever played Doom was at that friend's house. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, GTA. Yeah, I played at a friend's house. Uh, Oh, GTA. I've I've told the story on stream before of GTA that someone brought it to my 14th birthday. 14th. 14th birthday. That's a good age. Yeah. That's for someone played GTA. That would be. That'd be prime screwing around time. Yeah. Oh, we did. All we all we did all night was just uh, steal cars and see how 
high we could get our star rating, but uh, yep. but Twisted Metal was just uh, you know it was it was like that th- it was it was culturally pervasive. It was everywhere. Like Sweet Tooth was always on the cover of magazines when you're shopping with mom and bored at the grocery store, so you go to the magazine aisle. Um, yeah, like it's it just it's. I haven't thought about it in a very long time is, is my take on this. And so it's just odd to think about how long I feel it's been out of the cultural zeitgeist. And now we're making a, it's being billed as a comedy, which I think is a good way to play it, but yeah. Yeah. The, the, like a dark comedy. That'd be the right way to do. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the teaser doesn't show much shows Anthony Mackie, uh, I guess in the role of the character of John Doe, who I completely forgot was actually a character in Twisted metal. Oh, did they just drive the most normal car? That was kind of your. Yeah, I forget what the car was called, um, but uh, it was a muscle car. And he's very clearly driving a a bug eyed Subaru WRX, which is about the opposite of a almost as opposite of a muscle car I can think of, because that's a very famous Japanese car. It looks like a muscle car to me. What's not what's not muscly about it? Well, for one for one fact, it's not freaking Americans. Uh, secondly, that car was built in the two thousands, and like the the old John Doe car. Oh, Roadkill, that's what it was called. Looks like a sixties era muscle car, which had, which would have like your uh, your flat front of the car look more like a, a whale with its mouth open. What's the thing on top? of the, the, the car. Okay, this, are uh, we doing an unofficial Kyle describes yeah, car yeah, segment? Because yeah, you're trying yeah, describe- to. Okay, Kyle. So for folks at home that knows about cars, Kyle's looking at the trailer for the new Twisted Metal, and it is a bright orange bug eye Subaru WRX. Kyle, what are you asking about? What's on top? Well, what's the there's a box up top on the roof. Yeah. Let me make you larger because it's actually kind of hard to see. And a lot of my my kids hot wheels have like boxes on top. I mean, normally it'd be a scoop, but honestly, that just looks like it's a panel like they're trying to make it look kind of Mad Maxi. I mean, it could be you know, where the minigun goes. He, pop, I bet one. you something pops out of that. I bet you something pops yeah. out. Because Roadkill okay. was a car that it was like kind of the, the standard Twisted Metal car. It had two guns on the right and left, which this car does have. So that, at least that's accurate. But I think it's uh, to me, I think it's really strange. They went with a Japanese car instead of an American muscle car. Hmm. I didn't know that. So it has to be American to be a muscle car. Essentially, you some people put the sticker. There's a popular sticker going on around right now in the in the car scene called it's just this Japanese muscle, and these people put it on these extremely low powered uh, <laughs> Japanese cars, and it makes me laugh. Oh, so it's like ironic. I, I, they don't think so. <laughs> they should. <laughs> they should because they don't know what torque is. Um, okay. I actually love Japanese cars, but but uh, but they're not muscle cars. Like they're just not. I mean, it, there's maybe some cars I would consider Japanese muscle cars, but usually not the cars I see with the sticker on. I wouldn't consider a Subaru WRX Japanese muscle. They don't make that okay. much. They just don't make that much power, that much torque uh, compared to. Uh, uh, but also, it's I don't know. To me, it's a vibe. Now you're trying to make me explain something I wasn't prepared to, but. Like a muscle car tr- traditionally is American and ha- would have a V8, which would be an eight-cylinder engine under the hood, whereas Japanese cars traditionally have a four-cylinder engine under the hood uh, and make a lot less power. They aren't usually as loud. You can, of course, modify and try and make up for that difference. But yeah, muscle car would typically be like your, like what Vin Diesel drives in, fu- in Fast and the Furious movies, like your okay. Dodge Challenger or your Ford Mustang or your Chevy Camaro. Those would be a muscle car. Yeah, I've got I've got no relationship to this, uh, this list. I remember Axel, who had his two arms in the giant wheels on the side. Oh God, I do remember that. 
That was but, weird. And, and there was the clown, right? Because I was on all the magazines. But I remember Mr. Grimm, Dollface. Like, this is all... I mean, they made a lot of them. And so the roster eventually bloated quite a bit. But all all we see in this in this trailer is Anthony Mackie uh, in Roadkill. And then we get a little teaser of Sweet Tooth at the end. Which like you got to show Sweet Tooth, right? Like Sweet Tooth is is for the longest time was the face of Twisted Metal. Yeah, and then that would be uh, Mackie's kind of your selling point. This would be uh, hey, everybody. It's the it's the. The Mario guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the mario guy you know fan dwayne uh dwayne the rock johnson like anything you know any of these stars that just like bring people to theater no matter what like people just see uh, what they're doing so that that's your star that's your star value oh uh, someone someone hasn't told kyle what the box office hall for black adam was <laughs> what the, the rock just like shotguns movies like uh, they do the jumanji and all everything like there are people who will see every rock movie regardless if it's good or not I won't even move it and check in a review. Just mm. go for it. That's like me and Ryan Reynolds. I was just, yeah, oh, Ryan Reynolds is all, in it. I'll watch it. We all have some of these. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds used to be Harrison Ford, and then he did a CGI dog movie that I'll go to my grave and having never seen. Call of the Wild. Oh. Yeah, they, which is a great book. The movie looks awful. I'll never watch it. Wow. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> I, I've been playing. Th- this surprised me. I, I, and, and, and like, there's not much in the tra- trailer. I think the car looks good, even though like it's not the right car. But I do like WRXs, and they made it look cool. So. Sure, looks kind of post-apocalyptic, which would be fun. I like Anthony Mackie. I I, I thought the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. Uh, it's probably my least favorite of the Marvel shows they've done so far. But I thought his he he was. I he's. I think he's underrated as a comedic actor. His scenes with uh, his scenes in that show with what's his name. Guy, uh, Sebastian Stan, they're really funny. Like he has really good comedic mm. timing. He had good chemistry with Sebastian Stan in that show. Uh, so if he's doing like a dark comedy, he <laughs> said the Twisted I Metal Universe. See, yeah. yeah, I can get into it. I can get yeah, into I it. Can see that. So, oh shit, he was an Eight Mile. Oh my god, chat room. Blew him. I haven't watched Eight Mile since it was a new movie. I always confuse Eight Mile and the Green Mile. Uh, the how? Because <laughs> they're both miles. <laughs> Oh, Eight Mile is the Eight Mile is, is the, the pseudo biopic for Eminem, and and yes. Green Mile is the wonderfully made Tom Hanks starring Stephen King film. Right, and then there's the You Can't Handle the Truth movie. Well, which one was that? That has nothing to do with any Miles. That is a few good men. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has nothing to do there's with Miles. There's no the distance. There's no distance. They don't even. They don't it's even specify just- the number of men. It was all just military hats, and I just kind of walk by that section and be like, I have no idea what's going on here. I marvel at how your brain works sometimes. It's trying to get, and then, and then the, what they live, the guy with the sunglasses, and you'd be like, I have no idea what this whole section is about. <laughs> Dear audio listeners, I want you to know you're not alone. Chat room does not understand right now. They are as lost as we all are, except for Kyle. But yeah. What are uh, you playing? What are you playing? What am I playing? What are you playing? Oh. Uh, here's the storm. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Finally convinced you. I've been having the itch, man. <laughs> I've been having the itch. Been having yeah. the itch for here's this. Obviously, we're playing Final Fantasy 14. Uh, did some PvP this week. I really enjoyed. Um, but uh, but we played some hots this week, which is the big the big news for us. We ain't touched that game since we stopped into the Nexus. Well, you know, the 
the Dota update. I was reading that. And I was kind of like, oh man, like, oh man, I miss MOBAs, but I don't have the time for Dota. I certainly don't have the time to learn a whole new meta of Dota. So I went back to Heroes. It was it was delightful. Yeah, when we ended our Heroes of the Storm podcast, that uh, eventually evolved into this, which was called Into the Nexus. I went. I was bummed, man. Like, even though I knew we weren't done, you and I were, were having a lot of, like, we were just starting to find success on YouTube and, and Final Fantasy was popping off for us. Uh, but I was still just sad because I like that game. I really like Heroes of the Storm. And uh, I I kind of had like a, 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 a funeral of one for myself. Like, we ended that show that night, like, and I posted it. And then I went and I played, I think, like six cigar games in a row. My favorite character playing Heroes of the Storm think i won all of them i need to look at my i know i won a lot i need to look at my nice. i don't want to lie to you i need to look at my match history and then i haven't i haven't touched it since but that was like my my like i was just like sad and i just want to say goodbye to the game so i just went like i think i had like two beers <laughs> and drank them all i played and just slammed a bunch of games and i just was like never played again yeah. Um, so it's been, I mean, we've been 37 episodes of this show. We did a few weeks off and a few bonus episodes. So we're coming up on a year of, no, of, of ending into the Nexus around July. Yeah. A little after July. It's getting close, getting close. And, uh, yes. Anyway, I've just been having an itch, man. I'm, I miss having a MOBA in my life and I don't have the patience to, to get back to any of the others that have uh, toxic communities and or way too long of game lengths. <laughs> So I've just been like, I've just been sitting around going like, I really want to play some Heroes of the Storm. And, and you and I did that. And uh, I had a lot of fun. It was, it was delightful, man. Like we, we still got it. We still got it. We, we wrecked in there. It was cool we to did. feel the muscle memory immediately fire up. Oh my God. So, yeah. We were, we, we did this completely off stream. We were just hanging out being friends. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I com- commented to you. I was just like, I literally, I don't know how my hands are doing what they're doing. Like, <laughs> like I just instantly got back into the QWER freaking stutter stepping. Like uh, it was wonderful. And it was very, it was hilarious. It was like, I, I feel like I shouldn't be able to do this, but I, I did pretty well. We ended our, we, our very first game. We won with a three level lead. We just, just, we just bodied the other team. It was wonderful. It was, it was a good time. We weren't even playing like one of our dick combos. We used to do. We just both play lane pushers and just, just wrecked. It was great. I, and the Zebo Cigar, I thought, you know, it's a little cheesy. It's a lot of power to bring to the quick match atmosphere. It is, but it's not like we did any. It's not like like you zombie walled into Nidus. Like we weren't doing yeah, that. Yeah, we weren't playing. We weren't coordinated enough for that. We were just we were just doing our thing. And oh man. That game's still good. Still a good game. It is. Yeah. They should they should do something about it. They should That'd be wonderful. They they should get back to it. They should get back to Heroes of the Storm. Well, outside of that, uh, we are officially stuck in Elden Ring. We could go beat the game. We have the door right there. We looked it up like that's the door to the final boss. If you're not catching we- up, the we is Kyle and Kristen, not Kyle and yes. me. Yes. And uh, we found Ma- Malinia? Malinia? The Blade of Maliqua? I think is how you say it. Oh. It's the Let Me Solo Her boss that you may have heard about in like all the articles and stuff. The hardest boss in the game. And we will not move on because Kristen won't agree that she beat the game unless she beat every boss. <laughs> so, that's, so that's where we're stuck right now. And our build is awful for it. Uh, we have a full strength build. So we are countered. 
and that's where that's where we're farming that game up. It's 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 ma- it's mil- it's like Millennia, basically, right? I believe is the name. Yeah, it's M A L E N I A, Millennia, and then it's like, very. It's also very confusing because it's Millennia, and then the title is the blade of another M word. I think it's Michaela. Yeah. Oh, Chad's trying to give us pronunciations right now, but yeah. Uh, Mikala. Okay. I guess they probably the, say it too, but like, you know, the, the butterfly lady, the thing, the, the explosions, the thing. Let me solo face. her is her name. Let me solo her is her name. I know it's, it's the, the name easiest of, I know way it's, to translate. I know it's the name yes. of a player, but I just, I just, anytime I see that character, I'm like, oh, let me solo her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So on lots of the art too, like they became the poster child of the whole game eventually as well. And uh, it is a proper demon uh that that boss fight is intense did you hear the news that that let me solo her the player who has been streaming elden ring beat his all millennia playthrough of elden ring way sooner than he thought he would so he like skipped all he could to get there no he modded the game to where every single boss in the game is millennia wow Uh, uh, and i guess okay ended up doing a full full run way sooner than he thought he'd be able to pull off Oh, well, I mean, yeah. it, so so the thing about the boss is that it heals every time it hits you. So if you enter there with a tanky build where you're used to blocking. Oh, every enemy, not, not just every boss. Oh, my God. Sorry, chat's correct. Oh, every that. enemy. Holy oh, crap. Wonderful. That is insane. But in that way, I'm saying that the the way to beat this boss is to dodge properly. And if that's their cup of tea, you know, you can beat the game with any level because you never get hit. You, know, you could be level one and beat the boss if you never get hit. So whew, that's that's intense. Wow. Well, you know, making good on their title. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like I I never made it that far in Elden Ring, but I still watch that dude's clips because it's just it's just impressive. Sometimes it's, you just appreciate art. Yes, it's fun watching the uh, yeah you like clips and someone like jumps this ability or rolls or certain walks a certain place because of the window. It's really fun watching the achievement list here. Uh, because the percent complete just keeps going down. So, like, we got to something called the Black Blade. You know, we're at 40% of players have this achievement. And the very next boss, we're down to 39%. And just the slow leak of players. <laughs> of people who didn't get face, that far. Yeah, face challenge after challenge of just giving up. And some of them are insane. I know? assume like, it goes up like, and down, too, as you do optional stuff, too, right? Like, I bet a lot of the optional shit is, like, even lower. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we have an optional boss here at 37%, but one optional boss, for some reason, 42%. Like, why did that one? That sounds like a horrible boss. The Godskin duo, no one wants to fight that, but it's right there. Well, so, what's the loot? Is the loot infamous? It might be. What, what is, I don't what know. is a drop? I don't know. We As a strength build, we throw a lot in the trash, because most swords have, like, faith on them at this point, or something weird like that. And we're like, ah, uh, not for us. Not for us. Yeah, a lot of, I'm impressed by how many people are making it through Elden Ring. This is a very high completion percent. Oh, Chad is informing us that Godskin Duo is not optional. Is it not? Oh, interesting. So well, the, the smaller are. pieces are then? It's all a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm kind of curious to see other games, but um, other completions on the other FromSoft games. But yeah, it's really, really fun. Those are probably my favorite achievements. In any Steam thing ever. It's just fun to see. Other games would be interesting because I bet the player base isn't as big. So it might be a higher percentage because more dedicated player base. Because Elden Ring is like the big crowd pleaser from Microsoft. Yeah. yeah, it's a there is no, in my opinion, there's no way to spoil outside of one boss in Sekiro. There's no way to really spoil a playthrough. Because whatever you see, you have to go do yourself. 
<laughs> like, oh, I saw the boss. It went into space and turned into a giant, you know, a, a meteor. Oh God, it's all over. It's like, well, no, now now do it yourself. You know, like yeah. you didn't get spoiled when someone did handsprings in front of you. Now you still have to do that gymnastics in your own body. And yeah, like because like I remember my first time working on Margit, like, and I had never played a FromSoft game before, so I was like, "This, this is so hard." Like, I just yeah. went and looked up. I tried. To, I'm like, "All right, how did somebody else with a sword and board like beat Margit?" Like, and it only mildly helped. It, it just kind of. I was like, "Oh, so that attack, if I do it right, I can dodge it in this way." But I still had to manage it. You still have to dodge at the right time and the right direction and all that kind of shit. So. It like it didn't it. I don't feel spoiled seeing boss fights because you're right. It's like you still have to execute. I also played an absolute fever dream of a game called Pokin. It's a Pokemon fighting game made in the Tekken engine with like 21 Pokemon Max because they're all fighting characters. Oh, Pokin Tournament. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I've never played it myself, but I'm aware. Uh, of it. Apparently it's been out for a while. So we found out the library has uh, switch games. So we, we started renting games from the library oh, damn. on the weekend. That's awesome. Uh, Luigi's Mansion's always checked out. Oh, that's, that's the one I'm aiming for. That's the one I'm aiming for. Uh, uh, the uh, Luigi. Uh, all right. We, 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 I'm just going to send your P.O. box a copy. <laughs> but we got uh, so that was, it's actually 2017 that that game came out. It's it's weird seeing Pokemon in like high res textures. Like it's it's disturbing. Because every Pokemon you always see is, you know, it, it, it maybe a Game Boy, maybe it's like a Unite title for phones. They're always smooth. They're always lower graphics. And to see them try to do like grizzled Pokemon is really disturbing. All right, <laughs> I, know, got, like, I, I gotta look this up. It's been a minute since I've looked at Pokemon Tournament. Oh, yeah, they got they got like uh, textures. Yeah, yeah, they're like properly textured. They're not like cartoon textures. So you got your Machamp, and he's got like muscle sinews under his skin, and it's kind of disturbing. And as per usual, the you know, the onboarding is always weird. Some of it looks good, but some of it, like, I'm assuming because it was a Switch game, like uh, Lucario, like, it just looks like a, a crappy hair texture put over a smooth 3D model. Well, and I don't, like, Lucario is often treated like Mewtwo levels of reverence, so that that's always a weird thing for me as someone who hasn't really touched a lot of modern Pokemon, mm -hmm. is, you know, the camera will, Pikachu, ah, Pikachu, you love Pikachu, you know, the follow Pikachu, and then you will know, go over a couple, and there's usually some weird humanoid thing that I'm like, ooh, oh no, like, that's just a person now. <laughs> that's not a Pokemon anymore. Did you but watch, uh, have you seen Detective Pikachu? Speaking of I have seen, yeah, realistically I have seen rendered Pokemon? That was, that was kind of cute, yeah. That I thought was, it was very well done. That movie's... It was more in that reference zone like we're finding with uh, Mario in the D&D &D movie recently, so mm. I thought that was a good, a fine execution. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking through. I think the Blastoise in this game looks incredible. It translates really well to the style they're doing, but like some of the more furry-looking Pokemon just still doesn't, it still looks like kind of a low, low graphical Yeah, and like Gengar effort. looks like he's made of slime that you would buy at the Walmart checkout. I've got like Bart okay, Putty. Now, you're making me Google Gengar Pokemon Tournament. Yes, do it. I can. All, I've, uh, yes, but. I can't say I've noticed their slime at the Walmart checkout. <laughs> You've never seen these slime kits where like the kids put like sparkles and slime. And there's a whole slime unit. I guess I kind of see what you're saying. It, it, it kind of exploded with the whole like fidget spinner kind of thing. Okay. I had one of those bendy snakes. When all I was right, fair, kid. fair. Yeah, yeah. Not it's it's different from Gak. It's different from Gak. Yes, yes, different than different than Gak. But much like uh, much like Mario Kart, 
This thing has, you know, you, you got to buy Blastoise separately. You got to. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you to Secret Secret in our chat. Kyle, go buy me Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> oh, thank you holy okay. crap thank you very all much right. all right there oh, it is great well there it there is. is uh next there week kyle is. you better report on luigi's mansion all right i i've confirmed you better confirmed. do it you better do it yep. <laughs> contract signed apparently thank you for that uh so does it play like tekken this is my follow-up question to pokin yeah, so it is. Um, it is. It's that weird side scroller, but you're kind of 3D, like Soul Calibur has. And yeah, it's okay. Not, that's not my favorite. I really, I like locked 3Ds or locked 3D, but on the plane. on a 2D plane. So, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I really I wanted too. to get into. I was kind of curious about Strive. I've heard like some really good things about that. Guilty Gear Strive. It looks crunchy, and and like there's a lot of room for mastery, and the characters are kind of just like crazy I, used to, I never i have personally never played guilty gear it was very popular with a small group in my college so it was always being played whenever i went to like the student union and it just looks awesome but i've never i've never yeah. played one i've never been a big fighting game guy i was big in the mortal Kombat as a kid and then i kind of fell off once smash brothers hit and never went back and never re-examined fighting games this was, was I, for a little bit but i was i wasn't super into it it, it was always like it was entirely based on friends, right? And I wanted mm-hmm. to throw down. So anytime a game sort of got popular, I'd start practicing. So uh, Cervantes and Soul Calibur Crash was my uh, one of my big mains. Mm, okay, okay. Oh, ooh, we we got some Guilty Gear fans in the chat room today. It, I mean, it looks really fun. Like I said, it looks really crunchy. That there's a lot to master. I, I of course would be pretty late to it at this point. But if there's a decent campaign, I wouldn't mind going forward a little more. Yeah, for some, this, if we ever want to start exploring Fortnite games, a way to do that might be we just play against each other because neither of us know Jack about any fighting games. But I wouldn't personally recommend Pokken, though it was a crowd pleaser in the house. You know, I, I did okay on the Gengar, and it was a fun game. For <laughs> but the kids liked it. The kids liked it. Yeah, the kids like watching it. And there's like weird power-ups where like you bring in like Magikarp for a hot moment. It flops around. You get some sort of buff. Like there's it's a, there's a lot of layers, but it's always presented in that. Welcome to Pokemon Island. Wow, it's so great to see you here. Be sure to check out. And then they list like a thousand options. And you're just like, Pokemon, just wake me up in a house again and send me to Professor Oak. Like the, the games are so <laughs> obtuse nowadays sometimes like you get you know, hello there and like oh, you're gonna be taking pictures today and you're like just just let me play already this onboarding is so confusing i want to convince you to what what was the second what was the second release ever because i didn't play it silver and was it silver and gold i played green and green had a bell sprout tower and i'll never forget it because the like, pokemon ghost tower cool no wait whole oh, tower dedicated wait. to bell sprouts hell no wait green was just red and blue okay the, what the bell sprout tower bell sprout tower Silver and crystal. Yes. I'm going to Seribi. Uh, nope. Bell you were saying tower. gold and silver had Bellsprout Tower. So you okay. must have played the second round of Pokemon games. I did, games. but I quit there because that was a waste of my time. <laughs> not, I'm not grinding a whole tower of Bellsprout. Like, who's thrilled by that? Like, the Pokemon Ghost Tower was cool and kind of spooky. And like, how did all these dead Pokemon get there? And, you know, kind of like, what's up with the Marrow Bones and the... 
Oh you can't God, just do it again. Don't use bell sprout. <laughs> <laughs> like what well, fire temple tower, water, like a day spinny teleporters, whatever. Like a demon, cooler but, grass Pokemon. Yes. Like okay. Scyther, Scyther tower. He, he was a, he was a, I think he was a bug. Maybe grass insect. Uh, yeah, you could yeah. learn grass attacks as well. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I mean, the, you know, I, I did kind of like, um, uh, the Venus flytrap. What was his name? The, the evolved form of Bellsprout. Bell. Oh, Weepin Bell. Weepin. Was that the full one? Weepin Bell. I believe that was Weepin Bell. Yeah, he was kind of neat. And it wasn't technically a Venus flytrap. It was that other type of carnivorous plant that had the, the long, the, deep, almost tube-like bottom and a small flap top. Pitcher, I forget that kind of. Is it called pitcher plant? Victory Bell. Was that Victory Bell? Was Victory that a Gen Bell. One? That sounds right. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. I do remember this. Okay. Or the or the safari zone, right? Like you know, a thing you know, a thing that kind of energizes you. It was just such a roadblock. <laughs> I was, you know, it's of course a very shallow thought. Like if pitcher you love Pokemon, you'll pa- thank you, Chat. It's a pitcher plant, is what you're trying to think of. Yes. So yes. you'll you know you'll power through it if you love it enough. But yeah, I was not. I was not on board. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I've I've mentioned it before, and I mentioned it again. Uh, going through future Pokemon games is a project I would love to find a reason to sign you up for. It's just I know it would be mm-hmm. long, so it would need it is to, a long one. It would need to click with our live audience, and I'm not sure if it would or not. So. Yeah, that, that would be I, it. That would be a commitment. <laughs> Pokemon Snap was a decent hit in the house too. So you know these are heavily observable games, and the animals are cute and enjoyed. Mm. That's all. I have an old stuffed blast toys I've given them. You know. Also, I would need to f- spread the blast. Oh, nice. Was that your blast starter? I don't think we've ever start- yeah. talked about our starters because I was a squirrel main. Yeah, uh, blast toys forever is my hell. My yeah, dude. Yes, this is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. We can yeah. fight about Dune all we, till we're blue in the face, but we'll always have Blastoise. <laughs> we'll always, I was always, I, I like, like the water. I like the water Pokemon. And of course, I played more Total War Warhammer, but now, now we're in the thick of it. Like that's just that's that's my late night, lose track of time, back on Tomb Kings, uh, business, watching lots of guy videos. They're so chill. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. There's so, like just a, just somebody like sitting there for an hour being like. The lizard men uh, and just going over stats for you. And it's just like, mm, mm. put me to sleep. I found the extra dim mode on my phone this week. I didn't know I had one. So I've been watching stuff. That's what I love about bed. learning tracks in Gran Turismo when I'm playing Gran Turismo regularly. Like I can, because I, yeah. I can fall asleep to it. But if I'm having trouble sleeping, I'm still enjoying the content. Well, we've been in that Blizzard's fear for so long. Like it, all kind of roads pointed toward competitive all the time. So it, it honestly, it's just kind of amazing to me find like a million view video on Warhammer lore about a game that is only single player played for this particular like just single player people looking up strategies all the time. It's chill. It's neat. It's a it's a rich universe. Yeah, that's that's the amazing thing about YouTube right now. Yeah, it's just there's everything you could possibly want to enjoy. It's it's a it's a wonderful landscape, kind of like. Our community. Would you like to take some questions from them? Ooh, nice. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, the questions today came from our members' chats or in our members-only channel, which uh, you can get access to by becoming either a patron over at supportourbromance.com or supporting us in the YouTube membership. Both get access. Starting off with Max Mex Mix. Your name always makes me want a burrito. Uh, what was oh, the first... Like a Chex Mix. The old Chex, Chex Mix. Oh. Their name puts me in the mind of circular pretzels. That was my, that was my like uh crack during the pandemic. 
I got yeah, it. You were pounding some for Chex like Mix. a full year. I was really mm. into Chex Mix because I was drinking a little bit more because I wasn't going out. I got bored and I was taking full, uh, full uh, abuse of my bar. No, that makes it sound bad. I was taking advantage of my bar and uh, sure. I wanted a bar snack. I wanted something to put in a little bowl and pretend I was at a bar. Oh, and, uh, I got really in the Chex Mix. Got really into it. Yeah. yeah. Now it's now it's mixed nuts. I'm into the mixed nuts. Whatever they sell at oh, Sam's yeah. Club. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Max says, "What was the first anime you recognized as anime, and not just as those cool cartoons that come on late at night?" Yeah, the hyper violent, crazy ones. I only ever saw the commercial for like the, the mail order VHS stuff in terms of anime late at night. For me, they were the cool cartoons that were on really early in the morning before I went to school, because at some point, I don't know when I, I think it was UPN. It was like one of the, it wasn't like an extended can, cable channel. It was like one of the like low number channels. They started showing Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z in a two, uh, two shows back to back block. And it was the it was perfectly timed with when I was having my morning cereal before I went to school. Yeah. And oh yeah, I would I would get up early in the summer to catch some of those. I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I got really freaking into Dragon Ball, and I remember the local Walden Books started selling. It wasn't even manga. It was like comic book sized. Releases like it was a comic book size, like standard comic book size, but it was still right to left and not left to right. Hmm. Um, and I got a couple of those and then I got really obsessed with drawing Dragon Ball Z because I had these books. Sure. So I had good reference to the characters um, and I just thought it was so cool that there was this piece of animation because I was like drawing as a kid. But I, lo- I loved the, the, the more realistic proportions. I know that it's insane to think about it now that I've been exposed to so much and <laughs> understand the human form more and. Did, did you see the meme of Vegeta's neck, by the way? There's I saw been, him with a mustache yesterday. Oh, okay. No, there's a meme that I saw the other day that's been going around. That's like uh, Vegeta's neck had has the craziest character arc in all of Dragon Ball. And it's a picture of him from the very beginning of the Saiyan saga. And he's got like a pencil neck. And then it's him in Super. And his neck is slightly wider than his head. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah I, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Vegeta's sort of like a shrimp, man. Like Vegeta, I mean, he's always been a short character, but you forget. You forget what like a noodle he is in the Saiyan saga. Character growth and neck growth. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, I was uh, probably I would imagine a lot of American kids. That's how it was. I bet it was Dragon Ball or Pokemon. For me, it was both like simultaneously. I didn't have cable, so I didn't. Yeah. And I, I didn't really catch the early morning thing. We didn't get reception of Pokemon. It would come in really fuzzy and ununderstandable. So my first one would have been renting the first three discs of Evangelion from discs, not VHS. They would have been discs, yeah. So how you were VHS. a latecomer then? Yeah, well, because I yeah I didn't really have the connection uh, with the cable stuff like Toonami. You know, that was something that just kind of played at a friend's house from time to time. Oh, shit. Wow. But it's not something I got into. Yeah, because after I got into DBZ, I, I started renting VHSs from Blockbuster. Like, I think I think the very first thing I rented was Princess Mononoke, uh, which is insane. Like, what a what a go me for picking one of the greatest pieces sure, of animation. Not a bad start like, still this day. Like, if you ask me, like, what's your favorite anime? Like, it's up there. It is still up there. Is like at least for feature length. That, that's probably it. I like it more than Akira. You know, I, I freaking love Princess Mono. Okay. Um, and then shortly after, I started watching some record of Lotus War, and then I got distracted by Ghost in the Shell. So I rented that, and then I rented Akira, and I started getting into the more violent, more adult 
things you could rent at Blockbuster. Uh, they didn't have much at Hastings. Uh, they had the first three discs, so I ended up for my birthday asking for the full box set so I could finish it off. And then the weeks of like post book sadness that followed finishing oh, that up. Not sorry. only does it end super weird, you know, it's also just like, wow, that was over. There was there, there were a lot of discs in college. Uh, my roommate would buy a lot of stuff and it was pretty expensive, right? So it was, I don't know if it's good or if we kind of convinced ourselves it was good because, <laughs> you know, it was expensive. To I get had a friend who straight up stole manga from all the books. They had wow. the most insane manga collection. And when I asked them, they straight up admitted they're like, oh, I just steal it. And I was like, wow. Oh, I, I'm yeah. not cool with that. I was a good it boy. Was, I was it I was, was a big uh, I work I work security after college at uh, Borders. And that was one of the main loss areas was you would find the the little tag sensor thing and the wrapping shoved in the back and and yeah a lot of people would steal that yeah yeah i was uh, that didn't, still makes me uncomfortable I'm like oh i'm not cool with that that's not that's not me yeah i never went through like a steal the lip gloss kind of phase no. as a kid i no. know a lot of people did one time i think i stole a zelda poster out of a nintendo power from a from a grocery <laughs> store i think that was it I think was the only thing i ever stole as a kid oh no oh the free poster yeah you monster yep Yep, I think one time, one time I even did like the forget. I had, like it was like I needed double A's and I was traveling with mom, so I just I but I wasn't with her, so I put it in my pocket. I think I walked out with it and I felt bad and went back in to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I but I'm also one of those like adrenaline rush heading to the door at Walmart. You know, I didn't buy anything, so clearly I'm stealing. Kind of dude, mentality. I uh, we've never talked about that. I'm the same the way. Sunglasses I'm on, the and I'm like, oh, no one stopped me. I didn't steal anything. I, I'm just normal, please. <laughs> I feel so bad. Yeah, anytime I go into a store and I just leave without buying anything, I feel yeah, uh, just have a weird. Yeah, in the same way. I'm it was like, my dad. You know, my dad was like, hey, if you're going in, if you're traveling and you got to use the McDonald's as the rest area, you're buying something. You got to get some fries or something. That's just how it works. Mm. Yeah. You have encroached on their hospitality. Yeah. I mean, I always okay. wanted fries anyway. So I usually was like, can we can we just get a snack? Can we just have sure. I was always I, mean, I was preemptively asking uh, for the for the road, the road trip snack. Like, Malls are, you know, window shopping. Like, there's lots of window shoppers. <laughs> we have chat people in chat just admitting to be full on kleptos. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't think. Most of my friends, if not everyone, went through some sort of phase where it was like cool to steal like a little cookie here from the bakery. A little um, mm. lip gloss was the main. That it was always lip gloss. Lip gloss. Yeah, Wild. you must have hung out with a lot. Well, I guess you had a sister. Was it your sister? Are you outing your sister? No, no. I had, I had mostly. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I wasn't into sports growing up, so a lot of my friends were in the lip glossy fields. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I didn't hang out with a lot of like, girls until high school, um, and then we all had jobs, so we bought things we wanted. That <laughs> <laughs> countered the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I I did not relate to a lot of uh, boys in my class because it was all trucks and uh, sports. Just uh, mm. every Super Bowl was always a nightmare for me because I <laughs> didn't were, know who was playing. There were just enough nerds. That I survived, but we've, we've talked, we were both bullied a lot growing up, but yeah, high school was great. And the whole new school, cause I was in a private, uh, Catholic school until eighth grade. And it was the same kids every year from preschool. And it was awful because I was, I was picked on. So it was the same, same bullies were there year in, year out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I had enough, I had enough nerdy friends. I had, I had like a core group of like three other dudes. Um, they were always into, they like, the, we were kind of like the Nintendo crowd. They were always in, like when we were, we were all playing Zelda at the same time. We were all playing Pokemon at the same time. We all got into Smash Brothers when it came out, you know, towards the tail end of middle school. 
Um, so like, even though like when people ask, like if I was bullied, I'm like, Oh yeah, big time. And they're like, was it bad? I was like, yeah, it was pretty bad. Like it's a little, it's a little okay childhood, like a good, good core group of dorks like me that I could relate to. Sure. Uh, and I'm, you know, eventually like the theater uh, became part of theater kids and like, what are you going to do? Yeah. On theater kids are just going to get extra weird. <laughs> you, like, you start gatekeeping Shakespeare quotes. Yeah. What do you like? What do you get to pick on them for? Cause then there'll be like 27 of them. I'm doing a dance from, you know, <laughs> a, 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 Oh my God. All I can think of is Freddy Krueger. What's his name? Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter. Uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. Yeah. 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 I guess if I've, I followed baseball enough as a kid too, I had at least enough common ground on a sport with somebody. No, I, I didn't. I found it all very boring. Eventually, I, you know, I also fell in like with the, the brood war, kind of the brood war kids and the age of empires and the strategy nice. games. Nice. So, yeah, I found oh, yeah. my group eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it wasn't yeah. the stealing group. It wasn't the stealing group. Nice. It wasn't the stealing group. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good. It was a hell of a time. I remember I remember discovering anime. It really did feel like thing, things would never be the same again. It's like, oh, I found something really cool. And then Toonami happened, and I became a big old dork. Started building Gundam models. It was great. It was all downhill from, downhill from there. Yeah, had two friends at school to build Gundam models, too, now I think about it. Yeah, I, I found my people. I found my people. Whiskey Jack wrote in and said, "If uh, let uh, oh, is, here we go. It's a hypothetical, Kyle. You get to take over the life of one Star Wars character. Who would you be, and what would you do differently? Ooh. I always like Kyle Katan. Oh, you're going uh, outside of canon. You're, yeah. yeah. You're going Kyle Katan. Get old Kyle Kat- you're going to go with someone the same name as you. I mean, you know, my, of course, my like not really thinking about the psychological impact of an adult going through a situation. You know, my first change as a kid was like, uh, just soak in the well of the Jedi forever, dude. Like, don't feel bad about it. Just get some force powers and kick butt. So that's what I, <laughs> first thing I changed. Uh, don't don't worry about it so much, Kyle. I'd be Anakin. Uh, I would leave the Jedi Order and go back to pod racing with my honed Jedi powers. Ah, Mary, there you Mary go. Padme uh, yep. live happily ever after, being the I best like pod racer in the galaxy. There you go. That's what I would do. Just out of there. Just freaking out of there. Not even, not even, not even uh, kill Palpatine. Now, now, just like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna go live a peaceful life. Happily ever after. Be great. Be great. As a kid, I obsessed over the 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 what if of uh, if if Darth Vader was was good. I mean, he's so cool, you know. Yeah. Like we're playing with your toys, and you're doing the big shift of like Darth Vader becoming cool and fighting alongside, and you're like, yeah, this, this is good. <laughs> this is good plot right here. Yeah, yeah. I would make Star Wars stop motion movies a lot. Really? That's oh, that's main. cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I had a I had a digital camera and I would you know click 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 and do voices and hopefully those VHSs uh, remain in my closet where they belong. <laughs> my parents have somewhere uh, one of my old Garage Band YMCA performances that I hope never Ooh, sees nice. the light of day. Nice. They think I'm more embarrassed of tap dancing, which is something they enrolled me in as a child. So there's a lot of tap dancing recitals, like me as sure. like a three year old in tights, and I'm Ooh, like, nice. I'm a three year old. Who gives a shit? I had no agency. It's adorable. Um, I'm way more embarrassed of things I chose to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair, right? Because yeah, if you were just you know being signed up by your parents, no harm done. But 
it's you out there doing the anime DBZ screams, and <laughs> it's a little a little awkward. No one put you up to it. You're doing it to yourself. Super cringy. Super cringy. <laughs> there is one that a buddy shot that I wish I had because it was like behind the scenes of us setting up a backyard concert. So it's it's just old teenage antics and like God of what I wouldn't give to just inject that nostalgia directly into my veins. I have no idea what happened to it. But he just oh, showed up. Sure. One of our buddies showed up one day while he wasn't in a band. He just he used to show up and just like help us set up. But he showed up one day with a camcorder and just like recorded the whole process of us building a a stage in my buddy's backyard out of leftover plywood from the from Hurricane Charlie. Hmm. Um, because uh, we lived down the middle of nowhere, so we used to do local concerts at uh, my friend's house because his folks lived on like five acres and they had this big ass backyard. And so everyone would just pull their gear together to like cobble together a PA system. And we'd bring all the local bands out and have a shitty cinder block and plywood stage. Uh, and God, like, I just, I, I just want to see it. I just want to know what the hell, what, 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 did, what dumb crap did we think was funny? I do. Well, that's the thing, right? Like we all had those giggle shits friends, you know, like just <laughs> that you just, you couldn't stop laughing. You were troublemakers. Whenever you're around this person, the teachers would divide you up uh-huh. either by space or by uh-huh. class on purpose. Oh yeah. No, like yeah, the the dumb crap we would laugh about nonstop. Yeah, yeah. There's some, uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. old memories, old memories. All right, Viden asks if resources weren't an issue, what would be your dream project? Work, hobby, play, whatever. I mean, if I could do anything, I just want to like be a host on Top Gear. <laughs> Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely anything that like, if I could just like wish myself into a dream job, I would love uh, to just have every car on earth delivered to me for my reviewing pleasure. That sounds Mm. one and have in my own racetrack that I can go and safely drive it as fast as I want. That would be wonderful. Um, But I have often thought that it would be fun, like in the realm of things that like come from, my background and my experiences, I would love to do a traveling YouTube series going to different bars and talking with the bar owners. I would love to uh, talk about like why their menu is the way it is, what inspired them to open their own bar. Cause as a cocktail nerd, high end cocktail bars, they're like, they're all so freaking different. Like, why'd you decide to go Tiki? Why'd you decide to go speakeasy? Why'd you decide to go up? Stay Why'd you decide to go Cuban? I would freaking love to talk to bar owners about that shit. I would, that's cool. I, I could sit in a bar and talk to bar owners all day. Um, I would love to do that, but you know, travel's expensive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thought about pitching it to like, cause we've met a few bartenders over the years. I'm like, I should pitch them. Like next time I'm in New York, do a few of these as a proof of concept. Just, you know, never gets around. Then the pandemic happened. I was like really thinking about doing this back in like 2019. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. putting it together cause we, we'd met a few people and I was like, Oh man, this would be so cool. Yeah, that that's kind of that kind of thing. I love getting other people's stories. That's awesome. I would I would love to do the big D&D room, the mm. big live stream show and with the with the table that has the little like like uh, like uh, like a uh, metal orbs that you could put notes into and I have like seven holes in front of me, so like a bank teller I could like drop the note in the hole and it would like roll over the person or even better, like hanging from the ceiling, like soundproof headphones can come down so I can just talk to one person directly. Just like full 
teched out D&D table experience. And when I saw them building that new table for Critical Role, it just like it, my my soul hurt. <laughs> like it, it, it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but like they were doing the kind of like an uh, like in a ship kind of look with the lanterns hanging. They kind of had like display lights in the backgrounds that would change based on the mood. And I was just like, oh my god, oh, it's just my dream right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I were to do something more in like the TV lines, I would love a Warhammer show because I've never played Warhammer. Like to do like a, a full blown like kind of the aside of the camera sort of thing. They're like now they're setting up all the now they're setting up all their orc wall warriors. Like kind of turn to the camera and being real. Like I don't know what's going to happen here, but let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, a, a Tyranid player just showed up. Let's go talk to them. Come on, like that kind of thing. Like something <laughs> really kind of low energy and chill, but yep. very much in the thick of it interviewing people as to why they chose that particular faction, how they painted, kind of getting the, the sort of, whoa, whoa like fate, uh, focus camera as someone brings in their little thing to do like an eye dot. Like all that sort of stuff would really amuse me. Oh, oh man. I like making stuff. It's fun. I'd like I, to try. I, I love making things that I haven't made before or in a style of something I haven't made before. I love a new challenge. Yeah. Um, and I, and especially something about video, like I, uh, that's why we did a co-op video. I've been like dying. I'm like, Kyle, I want to do, I want to do something different. I want to do something different. We know, we, we know how to make final fantasy videos. I just give me a new challenge. And, and you were like, well, let's, let's try a co-op video. I was like, yes, I have no idea how I would do that. <laughs> like, and I was so stoked about that idea. Yeah. Um, so hope everyone, I've got a, we've got a lot of positive feedback on that this week. I know the, like, so if you're looking at it, you're like, oh, the numbers aren't as high. I hope you're like, because I know some folks were bummed about the Last of Us one. We're stoked on the video this week. Us, we're like, yeah, we, we kind of knew, like, algorithmically, we were throwing YouTube a monkey wrench. But the fact that the people who did watch it liked it, we're really like, we're chalking it up to a big, massive win. So, yeah, that was cool. That um, was cool yeah, it seemed to seem to really resonate with some folks. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about it. Like, we kind of. We had the right expectations. We had the right yeah. expectations. Um, so yeah, I just get excited doing anything new. But yeah, I also have a, a, a really fleshed out idea for a car channel uh, that I recently came up with. And I don't want to put it out there because I might actually do it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I might actually do it. It's just cars are so expensive. But that's why I love the... Yeah, you have a bit of a... I mean, that's my Warhammer divide too. Like a car is obviously more expensive than Warhammer. But yes, you know, I'm kind of like... Oh dear. <laughs> 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 How would I even begin... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff is, is, is it's money uh, limited, right? Like, so. Well, and like, I just love, I, I know for this podcast, I, I, I would assume that I'm the excitable one, you know, that I'm often the one getting a little screechy around here, getting a little excited on this but, podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, you get excited too, but you know, the, I, the screechy one. Oh, well, that's great. Well, look at us. Uh, but all of us, you know, like, I would love to do something very Bob Rossi, like something really like, really like uh, a welcome neighbor in that energy line. Mm. And uh, if I could be on my feet for that, like going somewhere for that kind of energy, oh, that'd be so, that, like my work diet would feel so good because I've had I'd have the podcast in this chair. I'd have my video editing in this chair, but I could kind of venture out to, to retrieve the footage. It's that, it's that supply gather kind of part of my brain that goes, oh, I got out and went, oh, all my footage is there. All the supplies are in the basement and they're all, you know, cooled by the earth in in earthen jars. 
I'll tell you what, I'll come play D&D with you and your with your god table and you come help me build cars. How's that sound? Okay. No, we'll both be confused at the end of the day, but we'll appreciate what the other built. <laughs> well, over the course of it, we'll both become uh learned uh, yeah. in our in our areas slight, of of slight ignorance. Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, fun questions today. Thanks thanks folks. Keep them coming. We've got a questions for the hosts channel in our members only uh Discord section. It's in the Grinding Gear Discord, which is uh, totally public to everybody. You can join the Discord. It's just the, the we have members-only channels within the Discord itself. So keep them coming there. Or uh, write us an email at startgrindinggear at gmail.com. So go check it out. Oh, no. No, it's not. It's feedback. I bought the damn domain. It's feedback at startgrindinggear.com. What the hell am I doing? Oh, what, what am are I doing? you doing? What am I doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Now I'm, gonna I'm pressing this button. Right. No, hold on. Hold on. Now I'm just. I just got to check. Did I actual forward startgrindinggear.com to the to the YouTube? I hope I did. I hope I. I did not. I need to do that. I need to oh. do that. Oh. Remind me to do that because I own the okay. domain. So why not use okay. it? <laughs> Anyways, we'd love to anyway, thank I- our badass patrons for supporting us, even when we buy domains that we forget we paid money for. Uh, <laughs> you can do so at supportourbromance.com. And also a shout out and a thank you to our wonderful YouTube members or anyone that sends a super chat our way because there's plenty of ways to support us. And that that's it. There's no secret. Kyle and I take everything that comes in. We split it 50-50. And, uh, and we pay our editor, Noel. That's, that's how this works. That's how that works. So thank you for the support, everybody. And thank you to our recent patrons, Andre C. And Shady as Eck. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I liked how you were like, where is this going? DB <laughs> Explorer. Thanks for supporting us. Nice. Tyson P. Thank you for your support. Michael C. Much appreciated. Zach. With an thank X. You. Yes. And Eddie R. Thank you very much, everybody, for becoming new patrons. Quite a few this week. Thank you so much. And of course, be remiss. There's a special level of patrons we thank each and every episode. And those are our legendary level backers. Sean B., Mike R, Stephen J, Das, Cheesy Bob, and Steve with an E A B. No, not Steve. Sean. Why did I say Steve? I don't know. You're just you're, you're going places today. I, I, it's Friday. It's a Friday show. I was on a very long shoot yesterday, and I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little zany today. So, a lot of time behind the camera yesterday. My forearms are burning, dude. I was on a gimbal all day. I blame Bell Sprout Tower. You bl- oh, it's it's that. It's that, it's always, that's the reason. It's always, it always comes that's the back. reason. Okay. Well, uh, uh, I, 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 I expect uh, forearm compliments next time you see me in person. Ooh, yes. I and do like complimenting. Yeah. I expect you all to take a look at us on Twitter if you want. You know, you don't have to. Expect was a little, you know, aggressive. But check uh, Kyle out at Kyle Ferguson. I'm at Garrett Art. And we can both be found on our joint account at Garrett and Kyle. That's the account for this podcast, for this channel, for everything we do here at Grinding Gear. Follow us there. Until next time, everybody, have a great weekend and GG. Take care.